0: You're listening to The Big Finish Podcast, launched on the 19th of May, 2019.
1: Mr and Mrs Normal, that's us. Normal. Oh, normal. You love it, Pookie. (laughs) As much as you love me, and you love me loads. Always so affectionate, all the time.
2: That's me, the doctor, full of love and cuddles. Boop.
0: Coming up in
3: this podcast, we got the big finished news. What's out in June? Behind the scenes with the 10th Doctor, David Tennant, and Donna, Catherine Tate. Where's well,
0: that? We're back on stage at the Doctor Who convention Ooh. in Glorious Crawley, the
3: capital. <laughs> is Crawley the capital? Oh, I see. It's the capital of uh, my heart, anyway. We give you 25% off a randomly selected Big Finish release.
0: And we tease you with the first 15 minutes of a brilliant new Tenth Doctor full-cast audio drama entitled No Place by James Goss. Punic and Benji.
3: And allow me to extend a tentacle of welcome to you all. Whoa. I'm Nick Briggs, and standing next to me on the entirely figurative podium is Benji Clifford. Oh, hello there. It's rather tall up here. It's a bit bit parky,
0: you know. Do you your hand down? You bit, hold on. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Oh, that's all right, I've got it. Thank you. Oh. Ah. So glad you installed these railings, otherwise I'd be.',
3: uh, oh, yes, I'd be yes. right, right on me, me front. Anyway, Nick, what's all this big, finished lark about? Well, in case you've got this far without knowing what Big Finish is, why not visit BigFinish.com to find out? There's loads of brilliant audio drama and audio boi- 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 boikes. And audio, audio books bikes. as well. Audio are. Um, it could be the discovery of your lifetime, especially if you like Doctor Who, the supernatural science fiction, oh, fantasy and cult TV. I mean, we've got The Prisoner too, I know! Well, it's all in there, isn't it? It's all in there.
0: But before we get underway with the- Big Finish news. There is time from an e for, for,
3: time from an email time from an, well, an, time for an email from our lovely listeners. Yes, here's a quickie from David Banner. Dear sir and sir, I've been thinking about your physical box sets. Why don't you use Prevex or Prevex P-R-E-V-E-X boxes instead of jewel cases for box sets? Less space on the shelf. Also added bonus of less likely to break in post and cheaper to post as well due to being half the thickness of a multi-jewel case. Just a thought, yours faithfully David Banner, sent from the lands of the North, where the Black Rocks stand guard against the cold sea in the dark night that is very long. The men of the Northland (laughs) sit by their log fires and they tell a tale i think that's uh, love it i love it <laughs> that was longer than the email that bit at the end well david banner thank you very much for writing in i'm um, you're one of our regulars and uh, we think you're brilliant obviously the prevex or prevex however you want to pronounce it boxes we were told this is mad i must check on this we were told some years ago that they had ceased manufacturing and ever since we were told that they was, they'd they ceased manufacturing, we do nothing but see other people release things in Prevex boxes. So either someone is manufacturing them again, or someone stockpiles a hell of a lot of them. So I don't know what the answer is. It may be that the, the stockpiling thing may be the answer, because, of course, CD production is massively reduced over the last few years, you know?
0: Interestingly enough, when you type in Prevex boxes into Google, the first thing that comes up is a question... Uh, with people talking about whether we should have them in big finish, how funny is that? Eh? That is quite funny.
3: Pioneers yeah. of the prevex. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up again. I know the BBC do a lot of prevex um, boxes for their audio releases, and uh, we have I can't imagine that about. they would stop manufacturing them because they're quite a good idea. Yeah, but we were told when we tried, to, we were we were told they're not making those anymore. So, oh, well, who knows? I mean, admittedly, it was just by some bloke standing on the corner who, who looked like. Oh, well, was, was he the lying. one with
0: no teeth and the uh, the funny <laughs> the funny eye? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Dodger Dave. Yeah, we know him. Yeah, he's <laughs> a funny old bloke. He is.
3: But seriously, someone told
0: us, you know. Hmm. Well, who knows? But thank you so much, David, for um, for sending yeah, that one I will, in. Appreciate that. I will raise that, that
3: point with the, the powers that be.
0: Now there'll be a full listeners' email uh, segment in next week's podcast, which will be the May twenty sixth. Uh, but now let's do that thing we call the Big Finish news.
3: So, first thing to tell you is that The Creeping Death, which is a 10th Doctor story released in the 10th Doctor Volume 3 coming out soon, is going to be available in the UK only from ASDA. Ds. Is that your nickname for them?
0: I don't know, it's me and my friend always call it Ds. We're going down um, Ds. Okay.
3: Good old ASDA. Well, yeah, like May Facey for Facebook.
0: You can get that on green vinyl as well, can't
3: you? Yes, that's right. It's on the 24th of May it's coming out. Um... And, uh, yeah, it's a special limited edition. I think there are only a thousand of them. Well, You'd uh, better get in there then, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. you better get in there. You have to get out and find out. And there'll be plenty of social media stuff about it on the day. And Hopefully you can all help each other and we can help you to find out exactly where they all are. Um, it's very, very exciting. Yeah, bright green vinyl. Creepy green vinyl. Uh, David Tennant, Catherine Tate, in a fantastic story by... Who's it by? I think it's by Roy Gill. I want to say it's by Roy Gill. I haven't looked it up. Have you looked it up? I don't know. Well. Roy Gill. Roy Gill. I thought so. I thought so.
0: Okay. So we've also got uh, some of our latest releases here for June, that is. So this is what's happening in June for you all. June. Um, Starting off uh, is the Paternoster Gang.
3: That's right, uh, in uh, Heritage 1. If an impossible puzzle needs solving or an injustice needs writing, help can be found on Paternoster Row, the great detectives Madame Vastra, her resourceful spouse Jenny Flint and their loyal valet Strax. But even heroes cannot escape their past. So yes, let's have a listen to the trailer for The Paternoster Gang.
4: I am Madame Vastra. I am Strax. Jenny Flint, thanks for asking.
3: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions.
4: It's Inspector Cotton of Scotland Yard. Don't tell me. Something terribly mysterious has occurred and he requests our urgent assistance.
0: It was just like a real
3: person, only you could see right through The Paternoster Gang, Heritage, Volume One.
0: Ghosts are a long standing and growing threat in
5: this world. All the writing on the subject agrees.
4: That's fiction, Strax. Call
5: me a liar all you like. I know what I've read. It's a mystery beyond mortal comprehension.
1: You
6: mean
4: they're undead? Yes.
5: Eminence. Dozens of them.
7: <laughs> oh, two activated and commencing pursuit. Look, one of so likes electric cars, but there's no driver.
5: Does my true appearance alarm you, human?
4: You are so fragile, little human. I could end your life in a heartbeat.
7: You're like Vastra. Vastra is filled with artifice and affectation. I am Vela. I am nothing like your madam. A high level of
4: negative chronons.
5: Negative chronons? Yes. Are they worse than the ordinary kind?
6: <laughs> they sound
4: it.
3: Big finish. We love stories.
6: More tea.
5: Tea is an abomination. And do not threaten me with muffins.
0: Well, we've also got more of
3: where that came from because we've got Doctor Who and Alien Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah, this is another... This is continuing the trilogy with the seventh Doctor and Mags. People have been going particularly wild for the cover of this. Have you had a look? I think I it's, have seen him. It, it's the Doctor it Ace and Mags standing outside Camden Lock. Yes, I have, yes. It's
0: good, isn't it? It's awesome just to have Camden Lock in there, you know, a very distinct yes, that's location and a place I hold very close to my heart. It's sort of triggered people's imagination, that.
3: Yes, uh, the, um, the TARDIS brings the Doctor and Mags to the strangest place Mags has yet visited. Camden Lock, London, in the early 1990s. Ace has brought the old gang back together. She's on a mission to rescue, rescue <laughs> an alien. That's like rescuing someone when it's quite risky. A rescue. Risk so let's just have a little sample of that.
1: Where are we?
4: Camden Market.
1: Come on, I think you'll like it.
3: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions.
4: Watch your mags. Ace! I take it there's a crisis worthy of my attention. Yeah.
3: Doctor Who, an alien werewolf in London.
8: I met this Aussie guy on the tube. Reckons he saw an alien just last week.
7: I believe him.
5: Please to meet you. She wants to see us both. Her ladyship,
6: down below. The lift goes down. down, recesses all along the walls like for coffins.
4: I have a story that that I think think will be of great great interest to to all of you. you.
2: You don't want my sister to tear your throat by
8: accident. What? She's got fangs. You're vampires.
1: Oh, The lights! What about the lights? I'm I'm not a professor, but I am a monster. You're leaving,
4: Ace! Ace is with the monsters now. There's been a chemical tracker in my bloodstream ever since Camden. You're not who you think you are. You're the creature from the mausoleum. Come to me. Come to me! Big
3: finish. We love stories.
4: Ah,
5: Doctor. I'm so gonna have you. You see if I don't.
3: Talking, speak of the devil, Roy Gill just liked a tweet of mine. There we go. Oh,
6: well, there you are. Well,
3: yeah. well done. Well, we were talking about him in connection with the uh, the Creeping Death, weren't we? Mm. Now, just a reminder all these things you can uh, go to bigfinish.com to find them and just type the title into the search engine or just a bit of the title. I bet if you typed an alien in, you'd get an alien werewolf. Or if you just type werewolf in, you'd get. Yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: Also, what's up next
3: coming out in June? So we
0: got the Lives of Captain
3: Jack, Volume Two. Oh wow! Have you seen the cover for this?
0: I have. I, I see. I see most of the covers. They seem to come through my social media. Well, isn't it amazing?
3: It's him in the
0: Six Doctor's was, costume. Yes, of course it is. Yes, absolutely huge that one, blown up on social
3: media and rightfully so. Yes, Captain Jack Harkness, time traveling con man, savior of the Earth, and intergalactic adventurer. He has lived many lives here are three more of them (laughs) so colin baker features in this one and there there is captain jack on the cover in the sixth doctor's multicolored coat they actually or they they actually took a photograph of him in that coat that's not just been you know cg designed onto him he was wearing that Hmm. should we ever listen to the trailer i think we should
4: let go of me
0: i'm REGENERATING!
5: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. The Lives of Captain Jack, Volume 2.
2: With Big Ben destroyed by an alien craft. World held hostage. With planet Earth under nuclear attacks. attacks. Air
8: on fire.
2: Planet stolen. The Atlas systems. Killing us in our cars. Questions Ask.
1: must
5: be asked.
1: The things I've reported on. The world ending every week. Reached a stage where even I couldn't believe what I was saying. I couldn't do it anymore.
6: Hello, I'm the Doctor. I'm a time lord from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Casturberas. You're the doctor? You can't be. I can be. <laughs> I'm the new doctor. New body, same great taste. Look at this coat. Love it.
9: So the stories are true. It comes to the trenches at night. It kills. Not tonight. Never tonight. Not tonight. Never tonight.
6: Oh, I like a whole lot of corpses and you try to save one of them.
9: Listen,
5: you can't go around pretending to be me. The Doctor is a wandering philosopher king in exile. A fount of wisdom and kindness. And above all, humble. Have you ever met yourself? Big Finish. We love stories yee yippee ki kai
0: Well, we've got two releases coming up from the Torchwood Realm now. Torchwood Sargasso
3: and Torchwood God Among Us Part 3. Mm, well, Sargasso. Uh, Rhys Williams finds himself stranded on a container ship in the Sea of Debris. People on board are dying because someone's found a solution to Earth's polluted waters. The nesting consciousness can never have too much plastic. Yes, and and to give it away, the cover absolutely gives it away there because if you've seen it, Kai Owens on the front with an auton hand. My internet's been terrible, so I don't know if
0: I'll actually be able to load it up. Let's have a look. Come on! Oh yeah! Oh yes! Awesome! With a ship behind him. Very nice stuff there.
5: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Torchwood Sargassian.
4: What is that? Mayday!
1: Mayday, this is the Corinthian Tide reporting an av- avalanche! Mayday! Please,
8: God help! Look at the sea. Oh, it's like a sheet of
1: glass. There's a name for conditions like this, you know? Mm
7: Mm-hmm. Dead Calm.
5: Listen now, there isn't much
1: time, okay?
7: (laughs) I can't
6: hold that much longer!
5: Being
2: herded like sheep.
4: If that's where it wants us, it can't be good. You have nothing to fear from us. You are of great value to us.
3: Big finish. We love stories. It's found us. Yes, God Among Us Part 3. Let's have a listen to the trailer for that. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Torchwood: God Among Us Volume 3. I'm Neve
8: and I'm Jeff. And well, a lot. A hell of a lot has happened since we've last done an episode of Cardiff Unknown. There's been a flood, which would be quite the mystery
2: if hundreds of people hadn't died and there weren't refugee camps everywhere.
8: And Remember we mentioned that secret organisation based in Cardiff?
2: Turns out they caused it. Torchwood. Public enemy number one.
8: They keep lists here. Lists of the missing. That's why I came here. To find Anthony. To find my son.
4: Tell me, how would you react if you found out that this disaster wasn't an act of God? What if it turned out people were responsible? What are we not being told? Who's responsible? Torchwood.
6: Yeah, yes. Why couldn't it be Gorka from Strictly? The sea
5: is boiling! Repent,
4: people, repent! I've walked across this city and seen the chaos that reigns. There's rioting,
7: looting, panicking, fighting. It's your job to stop all this. No, sorry, that's not. We've both been responsible for terrible things and... I've had enough of it.
3: You can watch the end of the world. Big finish. We love stories. Is this what happens when
0: God stops believing in herself? Whopping stuff, whopping stuff, and from the whopping to, well, pretty damn scary. We've got Survivors Series 9 for you.
3: Yes, it's a bit worrying. It comes to an end. It does, although there will be continuing audiobooks, but it's the end of the forecast dramas for, for the moment, for the foreseeable future. Um yeah very uh, the, the most serious thing for this is that I'm still working on the music of it as we speak. <laughs> well that's <laughs> exciting though. Well here I am talking about it coming out and I'm thinking it's not finished. But anyway, I am I'm not behind schedule. I am on schedule. It's absolutely fine. Don't panic. Um, here's uh, here's a clip from Survivors series 9. <laughs> <laughs>
9: We've got to do something! They're closing in!
1: i have only got two rounds!
9: And I've lost my gun!
1: Great!
10: If I can get up close, I can use my knife!
1: Ah. Uh. I can't believe we've come to this! Contemplating murdering children! They're
10: soldiers! Trained by Robert Malcolm
2: to kill us! They tracked us here, they've killed before!
4: Oh, what have I done? I'm
2: not a monster.
10: I know it's a shock. Cry if you want to, if you need to.
4: I would give you the
1: satisfaction. But if I let that happen to them, if my walking
4: away did that, then surely that's enough. Enough to convince you. Possibly. You, me, Craig, Abby, everyone will need to spread out.
1: Wait! There's something you should know about Abby.
3: as you know that's based on the 1970s series created by terry nation the creator of the daleks and blake seven uh, if you're interested in it just go to bigfinish.com type in survivors and you'll see all nine series you can um, have a look at the covers read about the stories see the fantastic casts we have and um, lots of original people from the original series and also listen to all the trailers too i i dare say there are a few um free segments you can get as well are there? Shall we have a look?
0: I would imagine so
3: Yes, there's uh, Survivor's Revelation you can get for free. Uh, Anything else?
0: Revelation's the first part of it all isn't it? So
3: that's a good way to start You can listen to where it all begins And there is also uh, Doctor Who Short Trips The Same Face
0: Love the short trip's range. Um, Just goes from strength to strength. Let's
4: have a listen to this. By contrast, the Raphaelite ambassador's mask was white like his tunic. It was sculpted in the shape of a butterfly, its wings sweeping back past his face to enclose his entire head. Where his Barakian counterpart had been politely cordial, he had been warmly welcoming to the Doctor and Joe. And it was his conversation with the doctor that Joe now chose to listen to. And I'll be honest, I doubt my government would have agreed to the initial talks, the ambassador was saying with genuine gratitude in his voice. Given her record when she was minister for war, I was surprised the Barachio was happy to let her act as impartial mediator. But I don't think any of us will argue with the results. Peace is good for everyone. Except for those who profit from war, the doctor replied. As you
3: gather there, that is read by Katie Manning. And I had a lovely day in studio with her recording that. Well, there you are. That is the end of the news. That's a huge lineup for June. Um, Don't forget to keep an eye out for everything on our Facebook page, on Twitter... And at bigfinish.com. There's the news update uh, for the week commencing, whichever week it is. And it says, check here for all the latest news coming out this week from Big Finish Productions. Updated throughout the week. And what you get is a lovely list of things, maybe the odd cover, a little illustration there. And you can just click through to the product page to find out everything you need to know. Well, that's it. You summed it up there. Very good stuff. And that's it for the news. More this time next month.
0: Thank you for that, Nick And now, of course We've started, so we'll finish I don't know why I said that But we're doing a behind-the-scenes segment Because you are a mastermind Yes, Uh, yes, we are a mastermind Yes, it is time Let's delve behind the scenes With the third volume of The Tenth Doctor Out this month
3: It features three great stories for The Doctor and Donna With guest slots for Wilfred Mott That's Bernard Cribbins And Sylvia Noble That's Jacqueline King And The Jadoon I know,
9: anyway Let's delve. Hello, I'm David Richardson. I'm the producer of The Tenth Doctor Adventures, Volume 3. And I'm Ken Bentley, and I directed it. We're rolling,
5: and over to you. Hello, good to meet you. Dr John Smith. Meet the wife.
7: Donna. I'm Sylvia, her mother.
5: mother The mother-in-law, nice, great. And I'm the grandad, Wolf. Thrilled to be here. Shall we get started?
9: Thank you very much indeed. I'm happy to move on, if everybody's happy to move on. Delirious. I thought it was great. So I've worked with uh, this team before, actually. We did the first volume with David and Catherine a couple of years ago. We did three stories, and then I worked with David again and with Billy for volume two. Nick Briggs, who directed those, wasn't available this time. So, Ken, you have got a, a, a treat. It was really exciting to get the opportunity to work on this, but I'm the second son. I've got an older brother. So I grew up getting hand-me-downs. And that's what it feels like working at Big Finish (laughs) with Nick sometimes. is every now and then I get a little hand-me-down. There you go, Ken. But what a hand-me-down. Yeah, I know. It's not a bad hand-me-down. I'll give you that. Dr
10: Smith, aren't you worried about the house's reputation? Having looked into it, no. I think it can be solved. Do you believe in ghosts? The supernatural? Aliens? Ah. uh, Demons? No. Well, you've met the
9: mother long.
7: Milk. And sugar,
2: doctor? Absolutely.
9: (coughs) Story number one, No Place, by James Goss. An interesting piece. James pitched to me the idea of doing a haunted house story with this team. Actually, when we started work on this, I emailed Russell T. Davis and said, um, we're very excited David and Catherine are coming back to do three more stories with us. How would you feel if we got Jacqueline King in with Sylvia Noble with that work for you and um, Russell emailed me back and said oh that'd be fantastic it's great you've got them but surely you've got to get Bernard back as Wilf as well and for some reason it wasn't that it hadn't occurred to me it's just I I wasn't sure whether Bernard would want to do it Mm -hmm. but I I embraced the idea I I wrote to Bernard's agent and said that we're doing this Russell has suggested would Bernard liked to be involved, and I got the email back saying Bernard isn't as a definite yes, it was one of the happiest jobs in his whole career. He'll be there. I'm James Goss and
10: I wrote No Place. As uneasy night follows unsettled day at Morley Mance, we're set for our most unusual haunted makeover yet.
9: The inspiration for No Place came from a realisation I have with a friend that basically most horror films. And most home restoration programs are exactly the same. Just one of them has slightly more ghosts than the other. In that the number of horror films that actually begin with a nice couple buying a house, doing the house up, and then gradually realizing that the house is out to kill them is remarkable. And you just go, well, why don't we do something with that? And also, one of my favorite television programs is Homes Under the Hammer. What I was amazed by with yesterday's script Doctor
2: Who's been running for 55 years goodness knows how many stories have been written not just on the TV but Big Finish seem to produce 700 things a month <laughs> and uh, uh, comic strips and novels I mean all these stories have been written and, and to still find a new way of telling a Doctor Who story is quite an achievement I
1: think so I thought that last night actually and I was thinking oh I really liked it and I really understood it and <laughs> I realised it's because the angle of the story was was very domestic, wasn't mm. it? It was very ordinary and domestic, and we weren't on another planet. Mm. And I enjoyed that. I really did like that. It was like, I and mean, the, it's obviously it's always nice. Then you pop off, and then you meet yeah. the Jadoon and you meet yeah. everyone. But I really, I thought that one was, re- yeah. And the conceit of
2: it being a sort of audio version of of found footage, a sort of mm. you know, Blair Witch Project mm. style. Mm. I, I've never come across that before. and I thought that was that yeah, was a that great, was mm. a great twist and a great way, a new way of telling. Mm. Uh, a a, a new new Doctor Who story. Mm.
7: My name is Jacqueline King, and I play Sylvia Noble. Didn't think I'd say that. (laughs) Don't be afraid to speak your mind, not in front of him. Excuse me? No, putting these people in danger. I don't know what's going on here. Ghosts, aliens, whatnot, but it's not safe. There is no supernatural. The last few years would beg to differ. (laughs) Oh, it's been surreal. I mean, truly surreal. I mean, I knew it was going to be a bit emotional. I knew that it was going to be exciting and I was going to enjoy it, but it was actually bizarre because they walked in, and it was yesterday, it was ten years ago, immediately, and we were all just straight into character and straight as if we just hadn't ever, you know, stopped running. It was fab. I love that. I'm a bit emotional now because I've just finished and I want to keep
1: going.
9: (laughs) I suppose of this team, Jacqueline King is the, the actor we've worked with the most because she's come in and play guest roles on so many of the different series we've worked on. But, I mean, Jacqueline just fits right into Big Finish, doesn't she? No, she she's just yeah, part she's of the family. Yeah, Jacqueline's one of those people you always want in a company. Yeah. Because if you've got one person like that, it's it sets a benchmark.
1: Jax is just, she's absolutely lovely, isn't she? Yeah, yes.
2: She's the
1: best hugger in the world, yes. isn't she?
2: Yes, yes. She's genuinely enthusiastic about yes. life.
1: Yeah, she is, yeah. she is. Yes, it's so a very the, positive influence.
2: It, it, it was lovely to see them again. It really yeah, it did, yeah, it right. did feel like there, no time had passed.
1: No, it hadn't. And then to top it all, we get these amazing home-cooked meals here for lunch. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So it's really, it's I really an absolute pleasure. It's not pleasure. Like working, is <laughs> it? it? really is nice. Yeah, we should make it sound like it's a lot harder. We, we give much more of ourselves. <laughs> yes. <I'm,
5: laughs> my name's Bernard Cribbins, and I'm playing uh, Wilf Mott, yes, who is Donna's granddad in this, yes. And, uh, and I'm delighted that we're doing them all again, which is wonderful. The doctor is like that. He's dancing between us and the stars, saying it's all gonna be okay.
10: You really believe that?
5: <laughs> oh, well, at my age, you believe very little or everything. Take this house. You've gotta give some things up to darkness, but that doesn't mean there's no hope.
1: Well, Bernard is Bernard Cribbins. Yes,
2: he is. <laughs> Bernard is exactly what you imagine he will be. He's, he's twinkly and he's yeah. funny and he's.
1: Oh, he's got a lot of stories. Oh,
2: yes. <laughs> he's and Ruther Limerick. Of
5: I, immediately I smiled. I'm very happy to be here, working with uh, David, of course, and Catherine, and Jacqueline again. No, it's great. I
7: mean, of all the people, I thought he would have changed, and he hasn't at all. He still looks great and sounds great, and just listening to his technique, because he's the master of of voiceover, and just listening to him on the cans. And in the scenes that I wasn't in, I was just closing my eyes and just leaning against the wall and going, he brings everything to life so beautifully. Of course, David and Catherine, too. They're, they're, They're phenomenal talents. I was offered the job
5: and took it. It's what actors do, you know. I'm out of work. Somebody says, could you? Yes,
0: please. <laughs> and if you fancy getting a hold of that, just go to bigfinish.com and you'll
3: find such delights. Brother. <laughs> hmm. uh, time now to return to the fairy tale land of Crawley, Cough. where they do hold Doctor Who conventions from Dwas. We were lucky enough to be invited. Uh, and we did a live... <laughs> Hi, brother. We did a live podcast recording featuring Benji, me, Lisa Greenwood, who's Flip, in the Six Doctor Adventures, and former Doctor Who magazine editor Tom Spilsbury. And here we go with the third segment. For anyone uh, here and listening who doesn't know about your character yeah. and your Doctor, could you tell us something about that?
8: Yeah, so in I In a kind f- of
3: promo f- way. Okay,
8: so, I play Flip, <laughs> and um, she's the, the sick Doctor's companion. And it's a part that I've played oh. since, like, 2012. Wow. Yeah. I like to say I was a fetus when I first joined. <laughs>
4: um,
8: and she was. She started off as a kind of, like, in-your-face Londoner, which was pretty much me. <laughs> you know, I grew up in East London, was kind of in-your-face, and the character's kind of grown with me. So I would say the ca- character has similarities to me.
0: She's changed a lot now, of course. You'd never know, would you, that she's... Uh, In your face, face Londoner. Londoner, I think I'd
8: freak everyone out. Like (laughs) ten years ago, I'd talk like this, really, really fast. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I've been doing it for like what seven, eight years, and it's been great. Colin's been great to work with. He's got a very iconic voice. He's he's taught me so much about audio. It was my first audio job actually with Colin. So he's been kind of like a, you know, a good mentor in that field.
3: I just want to explain. If anyone can hear noise in the background, it's Peter Purvis talking. I can't believe you're talking at the back, Peter Purvis. Thank you. We've got a famous, got a famous heckler. I know there were other people involved, but I'm naming and shaming Peter because that's more, that's more impressive for the podcast. <laughs> He's just giving me the evil eye. Um,
8: I think he might have given you the finger. I definitely, I definitely, was it that finger? Which way? I... <laughs> there, you see, I,
3: I knew he had something in common with my GP. Anyway. <laughs>
8: Oh, my God, the imagery is something
1: I
3: don't oh want dear. in my head. Oh, dear. <laughs> OK, um, let's have some questions from the audience for our, our two uh, wonderful guests here. Uh, oh, he's, look, is he going to get a microphone? OK. I'm just wary that that microphone does a horrible buzz. If
0: you can get microphone one, that would be great, because two made a bit of a buzzy noise.
8: So demanding. He's such a diva, isn't he, Benji? I just want microphone one.
3: I told you. (laughs) I take it back. It wasn't so much a buzz as a assault on our senses. You'd certainly destroy some parasitic seaweed with that, wouldn't you? (laughs) Thank you. We're at a Doctor (laughs) Who convention. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. It's number two. Oh, okay. oh It's not buzzing anymore, though. It's not buzzing. No, it's not. Okay. Oh. Has anyone got a question? This uh, I love it if no one puts their hand up after all this trouble. Yes. Hi
2: guys. Hi. Tom, um, what would you say was your greatest achievement during your time as editor of magazine? And Lisa, yeah. if you could work with
9: another doctor on a long-term basis, which one would you choose? Oh God.
6: So, well, well my time. greatest achievement, I think, was always getting up uh, about. Uh, half past six in order to try and get the 847 train from London Bridge every morning to Tunbridge Wells um, <laughs> that was quite actually I say that I, I never did that I always got the one after
3: um, <laughs> it's quite a good journey though because at that yeah. time of the morning everyone's going the other direction aren't they yeah
6: that's true yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was living in London at the time and yeah going out to Tunbridge Wells which is a lovely place actually and there, so very going nice, um, yes because you do big finish recordings with Tom Baker there, do right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I would... Uh, and can we have
3: a serious answer
6: now? A serious answer about... <laughs> well, I... Do you know, I, I, whenever um, you, you hear pe- people like Terence Dix and Barry Letts, they always said, oh, we, we just didn't want to put out the test card. And that's kind of how you sort of feel about it when you're actually doing it, because, you know, you've always got this this, this deadline which is which is far more... You know, too close for comfort, um, and, and just hoping that you don't have any pages which are going to be blank at the end of it. So it, it sort of blurs into one a little bit, but um, but I think we did do some good stuff. Um, you know, I think I think particularly the 500th issue probably. Um, you know, we were really determined to do um, something special for that. Um, seven people clapping.
7: Yeah. Well, uh, you
6: know, seven people bought it at least. So yeah, yeah they least that's bought Saturday's. it. That's nice to know. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly those those sort of big celebratory things where you always wanted to try to do something um, a bit extra. You know, you oh look, someone's waving it about. No? I mean, have oh, got it there. Yeah, that's good. Um, yes, we got Peter Capaldi to recreate the the pose that Tom Baker had done on the first cover so that that was always nice if you could get um get the actors and uh, you know get people to do something a bit a bit special <laughs> just for the magazine because you know that made you you sort of feel you know we, we'd given that extra bit of value um so yeah yeah probably probably issue 500 i guess Thank you. Mm.
8: so i've kind of got two for two different reasons
6: this is doctors you yeah,
8: yeah doctors so matt smith because I just fancy him.
1: <laughs>
8: and it would be just nice to look at him. Through
3: and he's here
8: those... tonight. Oh, my God, you he... <gasps> not Don't. Thoughts on my hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Matt. Um, yeah, so Matt Smith because like, I fancy her, him. I like her, but I don't
3: like her hair. <laughs> I don't know, could you imagine?
8: Um, and for, like, acting reasons, I would really like to work with Sylvester McCoy. I love his energy. I really like him as a person. I think the characters would be a bit of a a firework together. I'm not sure if they would clash or if they would work, because they're both quite fiery, right? Um, But yeah, I would like to work with Sylvester. I'd like to tick him off my list. (laughs) Yeah, Not in that way.
3: nothing to do with the whiskey.
8: <laughs> no, we, Sylvester was the first person that introduced me to whiskey.
6: Yeah.
8: Oh. <laughs> it burnt my esophagus, guys. He, he, he was on
6: the strong stuff. Oh, it, that, it, I remind you, he bought me a, mis- a whiskey in 1995. Yeah. <laughs> Did it, yeah. yeah, And I'm still, I'm still recovering. Still hung yeah, out. Yes, yeah. it was, it
8: was <laughs> yeah, so my first whiskey was with Sylvester.
3: Yeah. Have you got a question for me? For, for who? Have you got a question for either of them? A question for either of them, yeah. Well, it's their job to have the question. Oh, okay, there. right, let's have another <laughs> yeah. question, John. Right at the back there from Connor.
5: <laughs>
3: well, someone's phone's gone off. Right. <laughs> oh, my ah, Parasitic seaweed. <laughs> Sorry.
6: Ah, just don't, Sorry.
3: Speak. Don't, speak. <laughs> don't speak, don't speak. Don't speak, don't speak. Anyone seen bullets over Broadway? <laughs> right. I was sure that phone belonged to Peter
5: Purvis.
3: (laughs) I could actually start sort of just heckling uh, uh, someone who isn't in the audience. Will will Peter Capaldi please behave himself? (laughs) Jodie Whittaker, honestly, put that lager down. (laughs) Right, try again, Connor.
6: Right, just because my voice is loud,
9: I'll keep the microphone as far away from my now as possible. That's <laughs> good.
3: Beautiful it's technique. sounding nice, it's sounding nice.
6: Right, uh,
9: this is a question for all of you, actually. Okay. If there was any Doctor story that you'd like to work on that you didn't work on, which would it be and Ooh. why?
3: Well, Benji should answer first,
9: I think.
0: Ooh.
3: Okay, well, I think, I, I almost think we almost
0: could share the same answer. But um, me and Nick have uh, a huge bond over the story Death to the Daleks. We both absolutely love it. Can talk about it for hours. We have another podcast where we've just uh, I think we've got to episode three that's been aired of the commentary for it. uh, And the fourth one we finished a couple of days ago. And when we finished it, we both said, Right, should we just watch it again then? Um,
3: But we could call it the Death to the Daleks podcast and just constantly do commentary on (laughs) Death to the Daleks every week. You know, maybe do a year on episode one, (laughs) five on episode two. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But we we we're constantly. uh, I sent you a picture from it today, didn't I? Yes. We're just messaging each other. Yes. Quite (laughs) constant. So that is a story I love. Um, It's one of those ones. Not many people like it. I don't think. Um, you like it? I, yeah, well oh, done. good man. I, I really like yeah. It. Who who likes the music to it? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes, come on, that's oh, another seven that's,
0: people.
6: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, <laughs>
3: the cliffhanger. <are> Stop,
5: <laughs> <laughs> don't move. Do you like that
0: cliffhanger? Yeah. <laughs> See, I love the music. I love all of Carrie Blyton's music uh, that he did for the show because it's so different. It's not all the synthies. I love all the synthie stuff. I love all the Dudley Simpson orchestral stuff. But all that, the stuff that Carrie Blyton did, who is actually uh, related to Ina Blyton, um, is really earthy and real, and it kind of works. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just turning this into the Death to the Daleks
3: panel. Yeah, you I'm used sorry. it cut to a Dalek playing a clarinet or <laughs> it, what, let's, those... let's hear it for Death to the Daleks, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's here today Who's here today with his excellent friend Ooh, The lab yeah. Daleks has ever got a round of applause for Yeah. Him? Only because I embarrassed them into it yeah. Yeah.
0: And after that hearty applause For death to the Daleks yes, as, yes, if, yes. as if there would be any alternative to that uh, Next week Nick will
3: be talking About mashed potatoes and
0: peas Yeah really
3: any minute now, we'll be drama teasing you with the first 15 minutes of No Place by James Goss, the first of the three adventures in the 10th Doctor Adventures Volume 3. But before that, we're giving you whoop whoop 25% off a randomly selected big finish release. For those who know, this is
0: the Randomoid Selectatron, and for those listening, it is chosen this week we are doing doctor Who storm warning wow a real big finish classic
3: we're getting a real corker of of releases aren't we certainly a, are the yeah. random watch selects on this month storm warning there it is wow so storm warning was the first Paul McCann one we did so it was back in uh, 2001 wasn't it was it? Well, we, I think we recorded it. Yeah, it was released in 2001, but we recorded it in the year 2000, the space year 2000. And I remember we went to um, some studios in Bristol where Paul McGann was living at the time. And uh, there he was waiting at the door, welcoming us all in. <laughs> He'd got there before us because he lived locally. And we had an exciting week there. Um, you know, all staying away from home. It was a real sort of holiday atmosphere. <laughs> um yeah good fun just oh, bringing back all sorts of interesting memories and that is of course when i first met india fisher who's playing charlotte pollard his companion so i've known her since the year 2000. it's got a great cast this one actually it's a real sort of uh best of big finish sort of cast isn't it oh yeah india well, fisher. gareth thomas was in it wasn't he He was gareth absolutely thomas, brilliant. Yeah. I remember going up to him and telling him how fantastic I thought he was in it. I've never been a huge Blake 7 fan, you see. so, um, But, but I, uh, yeah, I just loved what he did in the part of... What's he playing? Lord someone or something? Lord Tamworth. Lord Tamworth, that's right. And as a result of hearing his performance in that, I cast him in Dalek Empire as Carlendorf.
0: Whenever I hear the word Karlendorf, I just always... I can only hear it with you saying it in the Dalek voice. Carland <laughs> every time it reminds me of. Um, I remember listening to that, uh, the Dalek em- One of the Dalek Empires on a sunbed in probably Cyprus or somewhere like that. That's what that's my memory of it. Anyway, wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Back in the
3: day of uh, of portable CD players. <laughs> oh, gosh and goodness me. Um, I, I try to say gosh and goodness me at the same time though, I might sort of goshness Gush me. Goshness me. Uh yeah. The Karlendorf. I first heard the name in um the Agatha Christie play, uh Spider's Web. Mm. Where one of the characters keeps worrying about this foreign diplomat called Carlendorf and he's often heard to leave the stage going,
0: Oh Karlendorf <laughs> <laughs>
3: as played by Nick Pegg in the production I was in, I seem to remember, or one of the productions I was in. I did do it twice. There's also also a character in Spider's Web called Oliver Costello.
0: Okay. One
3: night I accidentally, because it was weekly rep, so it's quite difficult to hold on to your lines, wasn't I? I said Elvis Costello by mistake. (laughs) Now, it was the only night that there was anyone, because these plays were largely watched by very old people, um who would not have known who Elvis Costello was back in those days, back in the nineties. And, uh, but it was the only night that a load of my friends were in. And the moment I said Elvis Costello, the whole of the back row erupted into raucous laughter. <laughs> and I, I had to say, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, um, Oliver Costello, of course. <laughs> 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 you know, most of the audience is totally music What's that huge reaction for Elvis Costello? Why can't he be called Elvis Costello?
7: Elvis anyway, Costello. back to Storm
3: Warning. India Fisher, did, uh, did you know who I was on Pointless with? You certainly were. Congratulations as well to
0: Winnie. Watch it, Pointless. I did watch it. Yes, I did. When I came back from the capital, actually,
3: I sat down and watched it. I thought you did tremendously well. Some hard questions in there. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, you know, it's all luck. It's all luck, mate. It really is you just yeah there were so many points where we could have easily crashed out Um, but just by luck just by you know there was there was an answer that one of the members of the other team uh, Kate Robbins stopped Steve Nallon from saying yes because he wouldn't he wasn't sure And, and because she was because she sort of bullied him into silence they got chucked out because he had the best answer. And when I heard him whispering it, because I could overhear them because I was standing right by them, I thought, Oh, they've got us beaten now. This is a game, if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, it's a game show on the BBC called Pointless, where you're asked a question and the, your aim is to get an answer that the least number of people would know. That's what they ask a sample of 100 people the question. And uh, if you can get an answer that's both right and known by zero people you get a pointless answer and uh, annoyingly we got right to the end and didn't made a made a silly mistake could you see that look on my face when uh, that happened? yeah when you sort of thinking Oh, for God's sake! Yeah. No, no, when no, at the point where I said because the answer was Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and yeah. I said Blade Runner, and I gesticulated to India, and she said twenty forty seven, and I have a look on my face like, is that <laughs> right? They accept the answer, it goes through and everything, and then pff, it's a fail because it's twenty forty nine and not twenty forty seven, and I just thought, oh, but you said that. Oh, you know, I didn't I, say it. At that I didn't moment. Say it. At that moment, I was having a blank on what the date was, and if I'd just been allowed five more seconds, I would have got it. You would have But got it's the it. way Alexander Armstrong, the host, so heartily accepted it. I almost think that he actually did think it was right himself. But, of course, he just has to accept whatever you say. He can't say that's wrong, of course. He just has to go with it, yeah. It, that was very unfortunate. But I mean, having said that, by the end of it, you, you still pulled it off, so... Well, we got to the end, so we got the trophy, and actually, because, of course, all these celebrity ones are, are charity ones, it meant that the, the, the prize money that we would have given to our charities just got spread around everyone, so it was quite nice. It was sort of a win for everyone, really.
0: Which I think I think that's what works best, really. Not a massive jackpot, isn't it, only like two and a half grand. Well, that's the BBC for you. BBC for you, yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I thought, but hey-ho. But no, India Fisher coming across lovely and great pairing putting you two there on on that show as well. Yeah, and she said
3: that um, some friends of hers said, you were the only two people on it who looked like you were proper friends. She said, that's because we are proper friends. (laughs) And I said to her, you know, we're talking all the time. And she... She texted me yesterday to say, um, finally watched it again without screaming kids running around in the house so I could, you know, watch it properly, she said. And she said, God, yeah, we're just gossiping the whole time. We're constantly gesticulating to each other. There's one bit where she's sort of almost whispering in my ear and, we're going, and what you don't realise is they're getting really close-up shots of this and we're just wittering away all the time. <laughs> you know. So you're surprised they didn't just sort of say, shut up! <laughs> Play the game and stop talking. You're not here to enjoy yourself. You're here to win. Win. And anyway, this storm warning that we've gone off and away from on a massive uh, tangent... To get 25 percent off it all you have to do is to go to the news story that accompanies this podcast at the bigfinish.com website so if you're listening to this podcast uh, through stitcher or itunes or whatever it's have a look at bigfinish.com and in this news story there's a link to the offer where it says click here uh, and once you click that link just type in the code word buck up b-u-c-k-u-p yeah all capital letters no punctuation or, indeed, side salads. I don't know why I keep mentioning side salads, but there aren't any it's of those. an important either. thing to
0: mention, though, isn't it? You know, you forget yeah, that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Trouble. Yeah, it's trouble. That's what I think. Trouble. Anyway, mm. on that salady sort of uh, bombshell. We're very salad to go. Very salad to go, indeed. Uh, it's now time to say goodbye, so goodbye. without further
3: ado, uh, cheerio.
0: Cheerio! Cheerio!
3: While we're gone, why not enjoy the first 15 minutes of No Place by James Goss and starring David Tennant and Catherine Tate.
10: Tonight on Haunted Makeovers, we'll see if a 15th century rectory with a nightmare reputation can be transformed into a dream home. I'm Justin Valentine and Haunted Makeovers has come to Chiswick, London. Let's meet our spooky speculators and see if we can't lay a few ghosts along with their new flooring, or will tonight be the night that the devil has the best designs? Hello! Good to meet you. Dr John Smith. Meet the wife.
7: Donna. I'm Sylvia. Her mother.
5: Uh, The mother-in-law. Nice. Great. And I'm the grandad, Wilf. Thrilled to be here. Shall we get started?
10: originally built in the 1400s, partially burned down several times. There have been reports of unusual happenings on the site dating back to the 1580s. Originally a lodging house for a monastery, then a workhouse during the Victorian era, then a school, and finally a community center. There have always been reports this place was unlucky. Sightings of ghosts have been rare, but there's a feeling that the building is cursed. The community centre closed 20 years ago. The building's caretaker remained until a fire broke out. He woke in an asylum with no memory. A security firm's watched over the building ever since. They've reported markings on the walls, padlocks snapped, mysterious sounds. So is Morley Mance a ghoulish hotspot or, as we've seen time and again on Haunted Makeovers, is all that's needed to banish the past just a lick of paint with some elbow grease? Will tonight be the night I finally believe in the supernatural? I doubt it. But let's see.
3: So, Justin likes our couples to tell us about themselves. Does he? Why?
2: Darling? What's he like? Is he nice to work with? A bit of a monster?
0: He's great. Now, just... Talk about each other
2: naturally. Or, um... Tell us how
1: you met. Well, it was love at first sight, wasn't it? Was it? Yes. Uh, Yeah. I literally fell into his lap and since then... (laughs) (laughs)
2: No getting away from her. Not me. (laughs) No. We've
1: been travelling, but it's time to put down roots, make a proper home together.
2: A house, yes. Uh, You know, doors, windows, roof, stairs, um, scatter cushions.
1: Mr and Mrs Normal, that's our... Normal. Oh, normal. You love it, Pookie. (laughs) Mm. As much as you love me, and you love me loads. Always so affectionate. All the time.
2: That's me, the doctor, full of love and cuddles. Boop.
1: Did you just boop me on the nose? Yeah. Boop. Oh, that's my boy. Ooh. And I'm just going to boop you back, you skinny little thing. Boop. Go oh, boop.
2: <laughs> Funny thing, Kazarian lizard queens do that before they eat their husbands alive.
1: Is that so? I'm going to go and check on mum. See you around.
2: Uh-uh, not before
1: you pay the love toll. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> me, of course Silly me Silly you <laughs> Mwah. Mwah.
7: And these are the old kitchens Oh, They're quite impressive Oh I think they've got potential I chose the worktops didn't I Marble Roman Pretty
1: hefty <laughs> You should have seen the guys who put them in Don't know. And, of course, the windows offer a lovely view of the gardens, don't they, Mum?
10: So, I take it you're keeping these kitchens as they are?
1: Well, I think that Yes, we've been able to retain many of the period features.
10: Good to hear. This could be very impressive.
1: Absolutely. It's all my husband's idea. He's very clever. He's a doctor.
10: Great. And you're not put off by this building's haunted
7: reputation? We'd be fools. Quite. Still, some of the stories I've heard over the years.
10: You sound local to the area, Sylvia.
7: Oh, I used to bring Donna here for piano lessons when she was young. <laughs> Perhaps you'll play for us later. <laughs> oh, let's pray not, she was awful. Mum. How's it going? Darling.
1: Not so bad. Chipmunk
2: Pumpkin. Ooh.
1: Yeah.
7: I was just showing Justin around the kitchen. He approved of the Roman marble.
2: Well, let's hope the Coliseum doesn't miss it. Any chance of a cup of tea? I'll pop the kettle on. Dr Smith, aren't you worried about the house's reputation? Having looked into it, no. I think it can be
10: solved. Do you believe in ghosts? The supernatural? Aliens? Uh, uh, demons? No. Well, you've met the mother long. Milk and sugar, doctor? Absolutely. Justin? Uh, half sugar, thanks.
7: Should I take them out to Graham? Oh, that'd be nice. And what about some tea for your crew, Justin? Oh, you look like you could do with a cup. Actually, I'm
10: fine. Just just pretend the crew aren't here.
7: But they are. Oh. Oh, there's something in the mugs. All over the inside of the cupboard. Oh, funny. It's not milk.
1: What? Oh. Oh, yeah. It's... uh Dripping down the side. Weird.
7: Don't touch it. Is that ectoplasm?
1: What? Is that what you think it is? Probably just slugs or cobwebs. Gooey cobwebs. Hang
2: on, let me just... Oh, no, no, no. Particulate residue.
1: Don't lick the ectoplasm, Doctor, not in front of the camera.
2: What? Oh, sorry, bad habit. Could just be a dripping pipe. Pipes in a cupboard? Don't be a skeptic, mother dear.
1: Maybe we'll skip tea.
10: This is a marvellous feature staircase, isn't it? Have you thought about cleaning those windows?
5: We had a go. Yeah, you don't want to see what's been scrolled on them under all that muck. (laughs) Rude language. (laughs) Horrid stuff.
2: We've not really started renovating up here. This floor...
10: It is at this point in the recording that our sound recorders picked up what could be a voice whispering.
5: I can hear that, can't you? No.
2: It could be a passing car. This floor up here used to be the old servants'
10: quarters. Sad place. So much potential. Yeah, that chandelier is really showing off the staircase. Why, wow, yeah, that's magnificent. There was something else when we moved in. Another light fitting?
5: Uh, an old rope, Well, more of a noose. <laughs> Seriously? Yes, probably kids messing around The caretaker who tried to burn the place down He was little more than a kid He was a nice lad I'll never believe what they said
10: So, Dr Smith, what got you into this business?
2: Oh, stumbled into it really Um, Left home, landed up in a junkyard one day And uh, well, it all went from there And that's where your love of reclamations comes from? All got a bit out of hand. You see things falling apart and you've got to put them back together.
5: <laughs> He's very good at it. Well,
2: <laughs> oh, thank you, Wilf. So, now you put things back together for a living. Donna and I, well, it's just what we do. Two of us, we're a team. But we've had a little bit of trouble recently, so we've come here and, well, some things you just got to
10: save. So, this renovation project is a way of saving your marriage? <laughs> yes.
2: Wait, what? Now you're for it. (laughs) Like no, 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 no. Uh, Don and I, absolutely married, Uh, very happily. Always um, popping off down the farmers market, pick up some organic jaffa cakes. What's through
5: here? Don't! (laughs) Oh, Oh. crows! We got crows up there. Is everybody okay? Well, that that spooked the crew. Look, nobody panicked. They get through the roof. We've put tarpaulin over it, but it doesn't keep them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this looks like a kid's room. Oh, imagine being a child in a room like this, that tiny window. Oh, it's sad, isn't it?
10: Wilf, you right.
5: Well, I, I, I just got a feeling.
10: Are you sensing a supernatural presence?
5: Cold. Can't you feel it?
10: Not really. It,
5: well, you lot can feel it. I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to talk to you, but you're perishing. Actually, Justin, we're freezing.
10: The crew are reporting sensations of extreme cold. Just in this room? Actually,
6: I think so.
9: yeah, it, it's all along this floor. The cold it's moving around.
0: Oh, what's that? Hmm?
2: Oh, uh, thermometer, mobile thermometer. What's it say? But it's cold. Probably the draught
10: caused by the hole in the ceiling.
7: Who brings the stuffed toy with them?
9: Justin brings it on every shoe. It's kind of sweet. Is it now? One of his things for detecting supernatural
7: activity. Do they work? Oh yeah, every time. Does it scare you?
10: It's great TV. Yeah, looking at my toy cat. Yes. Yeah, I'll show you the trick. Motion sensitive. I reach out like this. See? I leave it on with the camera running, and if anything disturbs the static field.
7: Oh, nightmarish! I call it.
10: It used to be a toy clown.
7: Ooh. I know.
10: Come on, you Jazz. Keep it professional. Let's leave it running in here, shall we?
7: You can do what you want.
5: out here, Wilf. I'm digging. (laughs) The grounds have been let go. I'm doing what I can to tidy them. They used to be so beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Came back here. Back in the day. Lectures, evening classes, dances, the lot. And oh, the gardens. But, But you reckon it can all be brought back to life now? Well, you tell me.
10: Well... I'm no gardening expert, but if you cleared this and put down some gravel and decking...
5: Decking? Get out. Look, there were beds and beds of bulbs. Beautiful they were. they will all still be down here under this mess, just waiting to come back to life. Yeah. Oh. What? What have you found? What? Well, it's getting dark. It's hard to
10: tell. Hey, shine a light over here, can you? Yeah. That's better.
5: What is that? It's probably nothing, but looks like a. I mean bones. Well, you've dug up bones. Uh, a pet dog. It's quite a big dog. Look at that skull. What kind of a dog? Oh, oh, this soil is, is funny. The earth's terribly dry around these bones. It's all falling away. Oh, yeah. oh. Okay. Uh. Get out! Get 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 look. Up, look. It's opening up. What is that? It's some sort of hole in the ground.
9: Huh?
10: If you've just joined us, then tonight on Haunted Makeovers, as you can see behind me, we've uncovered an underground chamber.
5: Yeah, the ground's just dust. I could see a doorway.
10: As Wilf digs, more of the chamber is appearing. It looks very old, doesn't it? Is it an air raid shelter? Or... Well, no, a bit older than that. Fascinating. Could this underground cavern be the source of the supposed hauntings at Morley Mats?
1: Oh. Hey, what's going on? Stop digging, Grant! At your age! Yeah, it's
5: just falling away. You said the ground lo- looked funny, Doctor. What, did you know this was here? Didn't know it wasn't. you uh, the temperature again?
2: Yeah. Also the light on the end, Trying to see inside the chamber.
1: Oh, don't. It looks horrid.
10: This could be very old. We should call for an archaeological survey
2: team
1: at this point. Yes, we should, but an eye-month delay makes for terrible television. Donna! Oh. We're not waiting around, are we, Doctor? It uh, happens
2: tonight. Oh. Let's get in there. Budge over, oh, right. You're not going um, in
1: there, are you? <laughs> of course we are! I absolutely forbid it. Of course you do! <sighs> Need
10: a hand grab? Yeah, uh, look out. Jazz, it's off for a light panel on an extension cable. Uh, well, we should really do a risk assessment. No, no, no well. time. We're going in. Uh, uh, uh there we are.
5: oh. Oh. Blimey. Weird.
7: You come out of there right now. It could collapse, then where would you be?
2: Buried. The ceiling's held up for centuries. Don't see why I should give up now. 600 years, to be exact. Oh, 600 years and a bit. What kind of
0: thermometer is that? You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Oh,
1: and uh, give us five out of five. Go on. Yeah.